I'm Anna Rothschild, and this is Podcast 19 from 538. The drumbeat of the last five months has been, get your shot. And for the most part, the messaging is working. More than 40% of the US population has received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine. But there's one group who's been left out, kids. Though the Pfizer vaccine may soon be approved for those older than 12, we don't know when younger kids will get a vaccine, and that could leave kids more vulnerable to COVID. But the problem is bigger than just whether the kids are all right. What about the people they could potentially spread COVID to? 538's senior science reporter Maggie Kurth has been looking into this and brings us this story. You know, we don't really have great data in kids because kids haven't been tested for the longest time. Dr. Helen Chu is an infectious disease doctor and associate professor at the University of Washington. She said when it comes to kids and COVID, We know now that children do get infected with coronavirus, but they are much, much less likely to get sick enough to be hospitalized and much, much less likely to die. The data is starting to look like children are more likely to be asymptomatic than adults. We know that asymptomatic adults are really good at transmitting COVID. They can be those super spreaders we've heard about throughout this entire pandemic. But what about kids? They still can transmit it. There's no doubt about that. They're just not as efficient. And no one's really completely understood that. Dr. William Raska is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the University of Vermont. It could be that they can't cough as much. They can't expel it quite as far. It's a little unclear. The the proponents of data would say in household transmission, young children are not quite as good as adults. While kids can transmit COVID, the research is showing that it's much less likely. This is vastly different from what we see with influenza, where children really are the drivers of flu epidemics. They're more susceptible than adults, and they also transmit that disease more easily. With COVID, however, One recent study showed that kids transmitted fewer infections than expected, given their share of the population. According to Dr. Chu, that means... In places where there is known to be community spread, the reopening of schools does not seem to be accelerating that. Schools are not the site where people are getting new cases of coronavirus. But that's with mitigation strategies, such as masking, distancing, and even partial homeschooling, Still, though, it's really the rest of society, playdates, sports, weddings, churches. Those are the places where people are getting it, even the children. But just because kids haven't been getting super sick, that doesn't mean they won't in the future. So what we know about the B117 variant is that it is currently overtaking the United States. It is becoming the dominant variant that we are seeing in multiple states around the U.S., We also know that it is both more infectious and more severe. And that's true in kids as well. What I worry about are the children, because they are the group where there is a more susceptible variant that can cause more severe disease, but there is no vaccine available for them. So as people are getting vaccinated and they perceive that their lives can return back to normal, children are being impacted by that differentially. As long as kids can't get vaccinated, their health and role in spreading the virus depends on what adults decide, both for ourselves and for what limits we set for the kids. So what do you do if you're vaccinated, but your kids aren't? 
According to Dr. Raska, if kids are around unvaccinated people... So any place that people are maskless indoors, I think there is a risk for transmission. I think that masking in indoor environments, like a school, is an amazing way to prevent infection. But outdoors, Dr. Raska doesn't think kids need masks, so long as they're not right on top of each other. Yeah, I just have a certain amount of faith that the risk is lower outside. Now, assuming normal childhood things, they're out there playing kickball, running around, tag, whatever, you know, kid stuff, you know, um, then I'm okay with it. It's just I, I'm always more concerned indoors. And if you're worried that your kids might get someone else's grandparents sick, well, you're not alone. Am I crazy to worry about my kid getting the grandparent of some other kid that they've never even met yet sick? Or am I crazy to not worry about that? (laughs) I, I never tell a parent under any circumstances that they're crazy. They are trying to do the best they can for their children and their family. I think that, you know, extrapolating that your child is going to infect another child who's going to infect a grandparent is a multi-step process. I think that if you know your child is ill, you should not send your child out to play with other children. That is a very reasonable strategy. But if you are immunized and your kids are healthy, you know, the the true risk in that household is, is pretty low that that child's going to acquire infection and transmit it to somebody else. So if you're healthy, your kids are healthy, I let them play with other kids. That's great news. But how excited it makes you probably depends on your pandemic lifestyle. If your kid has been masked up outdoors for the past year, maybe now you can let them play some mask-free kickball. But if you've already been more lax, you getting vaccinated doesn't necessarily change a lot for your kid. Remember, kids are their own people. They have their own likes, dislikes, immune systems, and viral loads. They aren't simply extensions of ourselves. Thanks to Maggie Kurth for bringing us this story. That's it for this episode of Podcast 19. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, email us a voice memo at askpodcast19 at gmail.com. That's askpodcast19 at gmail.com. This story was reported by Maggie Kurth with help from me, Anna Rothschild, and our producer, Sinduja Srinivasan. Chadwick Matlin is our executive producer. Thanks for listening. See you next time.